0: Hey, this is Alex. I'm drunk, Warren, Michigan. I just farted like 16 times. (laughs) I'm gonna take a shit. (laughs) Love this show. Later. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon.
0: And I'm Lance Wacken.
1: (laughs) What what voice is that there, Wacker?
0: Oh, sorry. I'm Charlie Rangel. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind.
1: (laughs) I do. I, I just going
2: another character like Barney Frank, but I can't. Do
1: it. I would love to do Charlie Wrangle's voice. I just don't think I can do it very well. It's like, and what, what did I do that was wrong? <laughs> what did I do that was wrong? Come on, just tell me. I, I, I didn't bet. do anything <laughs> wrong. Mm. I can't even do it. I mean, way, it's like? He pa- he smokes a pack of menthols, then Wh- goes why, out and eats menthols? some lasagna. I don't know. He's got menthols? this velvety smooth voice, because <laughs> I mean, he's black, isn't it? Is he black? It's <laughs> black. He is not black. Yes, he is. Black. Al Sharpton is black. Wrangle is like some kind of weird Italian.
2: He's black. Uh, He's from Harlem. or something. He's from Harlem. You know, he relaxes his hair like Al Sharpton. That's why he has straight hair.
1: I, you know, I never knew he was black.
2: What do you mean you didn't know he was black? His, his skin he doesn't has, sound like a black guy. He's African American skin. He's from
1: New York. He looks like an Italian. He sounds like an old Jewish well, guy. Yeah, he sounds like an old Jewish guy. I don't know how that happened. He's just old. Well, where could they expect to uh, like an by, old man. Next week's episode, you have that wrangle... I had it earlier, but then I had some... Impression down. ...alcohol, and my my throat's all raw. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't
0: do the voice.
1: That's good. That's close. It's not that good. It's close, but it's lackluster. Don't fucking patronize me. So how's it going there, Wacker? It was a weekend? Good? No. No? Not good? No, no. My family was here, so... Oh. It's entertaining them all weekend. Wow, did they actually stay at your house or did they yeah, have they a did. hotel no? You know i force it? why what why would you let them stay well, at your, your house? I'd like to make a point.
2: Uh, I think it's better. Because if they're at the hotel, then every day is an event, right? Like you gotta go to the hotel, you have to meet them. Meet them and then you gotta go do something. Every day's gotta be because they're not just gonna wanna sit in their hotel. Whereas if they're at my place, I can just be like, There's the TV, there's the couch. Turn it on and I can do my shit at my house and be like, hey, we're hanging out, right? Yeah, and the so kitchen's wait, there and I can be like, hey, uh, make some food.
1: Yeah, but how is that a vacation? It's just kind of like, okay, come stay at my house and do what you regularly do. I'm going to mind my own business and uh, just you're with me in my house.
2: They seem to enjoy it.
1: You are Wackerly, if I lived elsewhere, I would never come visit you. Good. That's, I'd want a full itinerary. I'd love to hear that. I'd be like, strip club on Wednesday night. Well, see, that would be uh, fun for me, but on... my
2: parents don't want to go to the strip club, and they don't want to go to the bar.
1: Or, or you know what? The, yeah, but it's not up they, to them. They'll, they'll You're showing they, them a good they'll time. They'll say
2: they want to go to the bar, and then, you know, you take them to the bar, and they're just totally out of their element, and it's lame, and you have to leave.
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: I just don't enjoy my family. I know I don't. I don't even understand people
1: who do. I don't know. Just wait till they die, wackily. Yeah, I know. I feel bad, <laughs> but I got to tell the truth. Yeah, my weekend was unimpressive. I don't even really want to mention it. I'd rather mention the incident that occurred this morning at work.
0: Work um, stories.
1: Yeah, no, this is a work story. It's right. it's weird because it's weird for two reasons. One, one it involves somebody who's superior to me, and two, it an Aryan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying a member of a superior race. I'm just saying he was a superior in terms of position. And two, it it's just something that just startled me, and I was I thought it was weird that it startled me. So
2: did you get d- touched? Do you need to go to sensitivity seminar?
1: Yes. Do you have the doll? <laughs> Where's the other person? Do you have need the to d- go? Yeah. grab Rollo. I want to show you where I was touched. In the neck hole. <laughs> no, it's okay. So today, you know, I get there this morning. I'm tired. Usually in the morning, I'm in a daze because I don't I don't get up. You know, an hour before work, do calisthenics and make some go for uh, jog. coffee, go for a jog. I, I get up 10 minutes before I have to go to work. I throw on clothes, brush my teeth, and I'm just at work. And I so do I, the same thing. I'm in a daze until I get my morning coffee. Right. And then it's like I wake up. So I was a little late. I was getting my morning coffee. And my boss was uh, filling up her water from the water cooler or something. Mm-hmm. And I walked in the kitchen, and she's filling water cooler. I don't think she realized I was behind her. And I was just got my cup of coffee, about to take the first sip. When I know, I heard a fart.
2: And she was bending over.
1: She was she bent over to fill up her Feel water bottle, and there. I just heard this like a really like almost like a zipper, like a really compact like, like a really fast like sharp fart.
2: <laughs> and it wasn't her shoe.
1: I know it wasn't a shoe noise. It was. Did she have white was... pants on? <laughs> no, nah, actually, she was wearing dark pants. Oh. But it was like she's like a diminutive woman, and I was surprised. I I was startled. I mean, my neck whipped around. I was looking like, whoa. And I don't think... I I know she realized that she farted, but I don't think she realized that I heard it. Maybe she did, because she did look a little flushed.
2: She's probably nervous that you did. She suspected. I
1: think she she farted, and then realized that someone was behind her, and was like, oh, my God. And then then she realized it was me, and was just like, oh, hey, D. And then just kind of laughed. Yes. And I was just... I looked at her, and I was just like, trying not to laugh, but at the same time... You know, just completely shocked that uh, I heard a fart in public from a woman. Mm -hmm. How often has that happened to you? You work with a lot of women, Wackerly. How often have you heard a female fart in public in front of you? At work?
2: Maybe once. I think I walked by somebody's office one time and it was like, And maybe even smelled it or something. It was like, oh. A woman
1: or a man? Because I've heard dudes fart in my office. I mean, God, in 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 the bathroom, whatever. Yeah, it's like, who cares?
2: And I'm constantly farting in my office. Sometimes it's like a gas chamber in there. And I'm just hoping that nobody walks in.
1: I was doing a little research on the topic. And I read (laughs) that the average person farts 14 times a day. Really? So I probably heard her first fart of the day Does that count
2: sleep farts?
1: I think it's just all day farts. Does that
2: count sitting on the toilet taking a shit farts?
1: No, I'm talking farting. Well, maybe actually. Maybe uh, maybe that is part of it. You're talking about free range farting. I'm talking free range Outside in the public, in public your bed farting, yeah, or the toilet. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fart at work, but I conceal my fart. I do stealth farting at work. Like I'll fart in my cube and then just kind of get up and like you know go to the conference room. or something. Yeah, sometime.
2: there's a name for that. It's not crop dusting. It's something else. No, like, I, I don't
1: remember. continually fart while I'm walking. No, but you get away. You escape the fart zone. Yeah, Nobody no, can blame I blame you. I will escape. Yeah, exactly. You're like, or Was or the I'll IT for- guy in here? Jesus. Or I'll muffle the smell in my seat. You know, and then how does that work? You press your ass deep you into a charcoal, the cushion of your seat. You have a seat.
2: charcoal seat?
1: No, I, you know, I just kind of, I, I get in there and I just muffle the smell because it's in the it's in the cloth. But when you get up, it smells. That's when I run to the conference room. Oh, right. Or go to an elevator or something.
2: You should just wear plastic pants
1: deep with pants. elastic. <laughs> just f pants. Just like a big bubble. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson's fart bubble. Yeah. Yeah, no, that might work. That was his monkey. It was called Bubbles. But, you know, I'm, what I'm saying is if you're going to fart 14 times a day, and that's on average, I think a lot of Americans fart more than that based on our diet. But I think there's a time and place to fart. That's, that's true. Targeted farting. Well, I would just like to f- one large fart at some point during the day. Can I do that? I actually think that's a good idea. Like let let out the you know the uh, the, the Hiroshima farts. <laughs> like put a
2: boozella a <laughs> up
1: to my ass and just, <laughs> just blast it. It's just like yeah, About a million Japanese I can't people really die. Do, I can't really do Why that. Though.
0: No, but I but, wish I could.
1: But if you could, and I think targeted farting, it, it's a good idea. It's like save your fart up for when you're on an elevator with people that annoy you. Right. Save your save your fart up for when you're on a crowded bus. Dutch ovening. Yeah, going girlfriend. home from work. If your girlfriend pisses you off, save your fart for when you're being screened, or should I say, violated by the TSA at the airport, right? With those new security measures. Oh
2: my, that was a big news this week.
1: When they're bent, I know there's my segue wacker. Um, when they're <laughs> bent down, they're crouched down, basically fisting your asshole. Uh huh. Just let the, the loudest, most odious smelling fart you can, e- you can even conjure and just you let it go ag-
2: do you acknowledge do you say like oh you shouldn't have pressed on my stomach or do you just act like nothing happened
1: just be like there's an occupational hazard there buddy yeah you signed up for this gig yeah enjoy your 8 bucks an hour you
2: take the good with the bad I mean you get a field chick's tits up and you whiff on my fart
1: yeah but look at the average American who farts 14 times a day and has an ass like you know the size of a minivan uh huh think about think about the gas that passes through and there's these people. Is it been, now? Has it been proven that big asses make nastier
2: farts? I don't think that's necessarily true.
1: No, I think it is. It's the sound. There's
2: more moisture trapped in there.
1: Moisture and just the smell, and they, and think about it. it's the diet. The diet right. of, of someone who can who can. But if like there's, there's
2: a vegan who eats just stewed broccoli and, and cocktail onions all day long.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a pretty nasty smelling nasty flatulence, fart. definitely. Yeah. Well, I think both people. You should team up, and you know, it's yeah. In- the reason like Laurel and
2: Hardy. <laughs> TSA the people.
1: reason i'm bringing this up is not just for a, a venue to talk no. about farting i <laughs> really? which i do love talking about farting anyway yeah. but no, i'm not bringing up solely to talk about farting i'm bringing up for to, to discuss it's uh, you know obviously it's been in the news it's widespread throughout the news yeah there's these new draconian tsa security measures that just violate our own human, uh, our human liberties Well, privacy. it's funny
2: because you know, America's always got the, the think of the children faction. And I think the think of the children people are, are a little confused because are you thinking of the children who will die on the airplane if a bomb gets through? Or are you thinking of the children who are going to have a TSA finger up their butthole?
1: I think they're divided. They're divided. But Conflicted. What's, what's interesting, though, is what spawned these new hardcore security measures. Because it started November first. Was it the bombs that they found in the Yemen in those planes from Yemen?
2: No, because that was like a UPS plane. It
1: okay. was a cargo plane.
2: Yeah. I think so, it was like the underpants bomber.
1: Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Well it takes a Why, long time all of a sudden, to, in November first. How, how long do you
2: think <laughs> it takes to invent a, a body scanner that can make you naked?
1: So is it okay, is the whole Fuhrer <clears throat> did this all start? Because of uh, the the induction of these body scanners? Is that what it what did? Yes. Oh,
2: so, yeah. Yeah.
1: You didn't know that? So, okay. All these because- airports have purchased these... Body scanners that Yeah, let,
2: let me let me let me lay out the timeline for you because you seem to be a little confused, or maybe just don't have all the facts.
1: No, it's interesting that all of a sudden now there's a Fuhrer. So so the body scanner shows your Wang and your boot your bits and your boobs
2: and your hoo. I'm well aware of that. Yeah. That's
1: the violation of privacy.
2: Well this is the initial this is the initial stimulus of the Fuhrer. Not the Fuhrer. <laughs> a Fuhrer, F U R O R. So then people said, well, I don't want people looking at my disgusting naked body and my half-inch shriveled raisin penis and my, like, gross lopsided boobs and my dangly labia vagina and my hemorrhoid-ridden asshole. My enlarged clitoris. And my cottage cheese thighs, (laughs) men and women. Uh, What else? My gross hairy hairy moles. (laughs) And so some people said, no. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not gonna go through this naked man, you know, you know, whatever X ray machine that shows my naked, gross, grotesque body. My and so people scrotum. said you know, probably first of all, the TSA was like, Well fuck you, you're not getting on a plane then and then there was some pushback and then the TSA said, Well, okay, if if you're not gonna let us look at your 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 gross but so sexy naked body that we're gonna be jacking off to in the back room, then you're gonna we're gonna you're gonna have to let us feel you up. And that includes invasive your pat down. And that includes your grandma, your children, your wife, any disabled children you have, deformed children. We're gonna feel the shit out of them.
1: Well,
0: my and qu- so
2: now people, I, I think I don't know what they're more angry at. Well, my the, question
1: is, which is worse? What would you rather have? Me? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going right through the naked person. I couldn't care less. I'm proud of my body. I'm not a nudist.
1: but I'm not a nudist. I'm not necessarily proud. I just want something that's expedient. I'm striking
2: a pose.
1: (laughs) You're just posing the whole time? Yeah, I'm going to have, like, one arm behind my head
2: and, like, my leg up so you can get, like, you can get the dangly ball, um... I'm gonna going to treat that on?
1: scanner like a stripper does a pole. I'm also going to <laughs> rub gonna... my genitals up and down on the side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that invalidates the reading. Oh. But I am going to stroke it up in the parking lot.
1: So wait, you want to go through with a massive erection?
2: No, no. Let's not have this conversation again. A <laughs> I just chub. To say, you want... <laughs> a chub. Okay, Remember, I'm wanna... a fan oh, of the chub. You're dang. the fan of the massive erection. And this, is what I, this goes back to my point. It doesn't look good to walk through with a massive erection. You want to walk through with a chub. What you don't want is like shriveled up coke dick. So
1: you don't want them like when you're walking through. You mean your actual size. You don't want them saying, hey, look at that. That's a button on a fur coat.
2: (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going to go swimming in the bay and then go right through the scanner. And I'm going to turn my pubes down too.
1: I think it'd be funnier just going through with a big, massive boner and just <laughs> waving. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> just shaking it back and forth. <laughs> like, yeah, like full on, just like well, for comedy pony. purposes, that would be good. that might be great. Well, it is interesting. This Where has were we? Been, I forgot. <laughs> well, no, it, this this has been. It's kind of leading up into uh, my point here. So, the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, has adopted these new. Invasive security procedures. Well, and you call them
2: invasive. That's a loaded term.
1: Well, okay. The the public is calling the is calling these procedures invasive, even though they're out. They're they've been they've been created for their own good. Right. You know to protect the protect the people. Protect the well, people.
2: Got to protect the people.
1: Um, flyers have uh, started their own internet-based campaign Ooh. called National Opt-Out Day. They got a website.
2: That means they have like seven dollars a month. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, it worked for uh, Rage Against the Machine to win that show in England. Right, you're right. So National Opt-Out Day is supposed to be on November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, which is uh, essentially crunch time for flying. Oh, that is
2: crunch time. I, will not, I won't be in the airport. Isn't that
1: either. the most busy period at the airport? I think, that's, more I think so it's than even more than, uh, than Christmas? Christmas Eve, yeah. That's yeah.
2: like the biggest travel day, air travel.
1: So the most hectic travel day is November 24th, day before Thanksgiving, and that is, uh, is the day that they're, they're coining National Opt-Out We're Day. They're all going to opt out. Any passenger can opt out of a full-body scan that creates an image of the naked body and choose a full-body pat-down instead. Mm-hmm. Currently, only a tiny percentage of passengers do this. But if enough people choose to do so on one of the busiest travel days of the year, mm-hmm. the checkpoint could become crowded and disorderly. And then, and a, dude, a chaotic checkpoint is a security problem. That's when a terrorist slips through.
2: So the point of the
1: national opt-out people is to let a terrorist slip through. I think that's what they need. <laughs> I think what they need to do is it's like, okay, we're going to tie up security. We're going to back up all these planes. We're going to force people to miss their flights. Hopefully, a terrorist. And will then slip hopefully through. a terrorist will go through and blow up a plane. And then the security measures are going to be even worse. Right. I think they're misguided. No, I, I, I think their uh, their methods are misguided. I, I think um, the outcome of uh, what they want. A bit.
2: Also, can I belittle? Can I take a? Can I get take a tangent to belittle people who pack their entire family on a plane and go on like a five hour flight to eat some fucking turkey? <laughs> Just eat some fucking turkey at home. You don't need to be with Uncle Bill and drunken cousin Sally and your old racist grandma. <laughs> they can make their turkey. You know, they have these things called phones. E- Skype, you can even video phone. You don't need to get on a goddamn plane. Exactly.
1: I don't think everyone is as misanthropic as you are. I'm saying, I think some people want to be with their family. Personally, Skype. I would never endure this. Endure you know being violated by a, a stranger to get right. onto a plane to be annoyed for six hours with my fat relatives. To go eat some, like, dry-ass turkey. Mediocre, yeah, cranberry mediocre sauce Thanksgiving out of a pan. fare. Oh, no, I know, I don't understand why people want to do this. But what's going to happen is this is going to cause, uh, it's going to just exacerbate the entire situation. I mean, the security lines already take, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? About uh, that, yeah. So oh, well, now on, it's on
2: Thanksgiving, th- the day before Thanksgiving, it'll take an hour and a half.
1: And now when, with uh, people, um, you know, everybody getting a pat down, Yeah, it's going to take probably two take hours.
2: Fast. I wonder how successful this whole movement's going to be.
1: Well, apparently the airline pilots are engaged in their own pre- protests against these body imagers. <sighs> Pre-Madonnas. Yeah, well, they're saying, um, they point out that a pilot in control of an airplane does not need a Swiss Army knife to take an aircraft down. <laughs> they just need... like. Well, a- can we, that
2: guy get fired? He's talking about t- taking aircraft down? He's thinking about it? They Fire just need, that dude. They just
1: need a bottle of Jack what's, Daniels. What's that,
2: Pilot Mohammed Omar <laughs> Bin Laden? <laughs>
1: Fuck him. <laughs> Last week, the union representing 11,500 pilots at American Airlines called on members to politely decline screening <sighs> by the backscatter models of the machines. These are the models that use x-ray technology. I guess, I guess they say the repeated eff- exposure to radiation um, can cause uh, deleterious effects.
2: Yes, I'm sure it
1: can. So, possibly.
2: You know... I don't have a lot of sympathy for these guys who get paid six figures to drive a Sky Bus. Yeah, I don't know. And aren't they like firemen? They, just, they only work like three or four days a week. And they're fucking the
1: stewardesses. And they make like 120 grand a year.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Just to sit on their ass and fly a plane.
2: And then, you know, half their time they're like in some swank hotel with, with a lot of sluts. The, other, the air sluts that bring you your drinks. And any you know, other sluts that hap- might happen to be in Vegas or wherever they're flying
1: to. I have a friend, though, that's a uh, stewardess, and she told me that most of the pilots are these really conservative Republican military guys. So they don't like to they have They don't fun. have sex? They're, and no, they're anti-fun. They, she's like, the stewardesses will go <laughs> right, out. Right, so it's mean
2: sex, but they still fuck these, these people.
1: I, not as much as you people think. still have sex no they do but I'm just saying the pilots don't fuck the stewardesses as much they're because they're the conservative <laughs> no they're conservative and they're married and they yeah like they're either hooking up with sen- Republican senators in the bathroom at the saying. airports yeah. but no they're, they're, typically they're fucking their wives it's the stewardesses that are going out and slutting it up um yeah I that's don't think that's what she said that's what she said okay but who knows you'd think I mean if you're maybe a she's pilot just, maybe she's not their type maybe her pussy stinks it probably does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe she farts too much. Who knows? 28 know. times a day.
1: But, so, I mean, what, what do you think is worse? I mean, I guess this is the final thing. It's like, here he is. You can see a naked, a naked image of your body, mm-hmm. everything. You have nothing more to hide. Right. Or have a, up. a full pat down in which a woman's breasts and passenger's gen- passenger general areas are patted firmly. I mean, I wonder, Can I request
2: that like the hot filipino t s a woman you'd man? have a
1: you'd have a dude though why because that they never let a woman pat down a man
2: What if I say I'm transgendered
1: yeah i don't I don't know i I just don't think I think it's just automatically they just it's arbitrary it's like they come out it's like dudes are assigned to dudes and women are assigned to women
2: hmm. but what if I say I'm transgendered? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think they care Because they look at you like Well you might say you're transgender But you look more like a dude But what
2: if I talk <laughs> <laughs> But let, let it flop out As I'm like about to get patted down
1: I think either way If it's a man or a woman That's right. when you unleash the fart
2: Oh yeah That'll be farting yeah. I'll probably just walk through the scanner
1: I, I would walk through the scanner too I don't see what the uh, the furor is all about It's like that thing Is designed to protect you And to make the process much more smoother It's like, I don't want to stand there for another hour and a half. That, right there, that cuts into my drinking time at the bar. Yeah, Before the flight, and on the plane, and on the plane, it's like at the the more time I spend standing in line for these fat, insipid retards to get take their shoes off and their belts off, right. and then forget that they have a wallet in their pants, and then forget to take, change out of their pockets.
2: That's my biggest thing is the shoes. Oh my god, I can't it, stand the shoes.
1: It aggravates me to no end.
2: Because I mean, one thing cuts into my drinking time. One thing, smelling everybody's farting, but now you're smelling everybody's fucking stinky feet.
1: It's disgusting.
2: I don't like to see anybody's feet ever. I hate
1: people's socks. That's what I hate. Yeah, they're gross. I know, because people... And mine are the
2: worst. Like, all my socks have holes in them, my big yellow fucking toenails sticking out.
1: And then you see, my favorite is when you see some dumbass wearing sandals, and he's barefoot, and they still make him take his sandals off. (laughs) Like, I mean, what is he going to hide in that?
2: I don't know. Foot fungus.
1: But my question, what happens when you go through this, the new and improved image scanners that, that show off your scrotum or whatever? Right. Do you still need to empty your pockets or can you just walk through the thing?
2: Oh, I think you probably have to empty your pockets. It doesn't make any sense because now, the whole thing is the metal detector, if it went off, they didn't know if it was like your belt buckle or some bomb you had like, t- on the you know, back of your knee. But now they can see all the shit. So you should be able to just wear your belt Walk and have right your change. And be yeah. like, okay, he's got some change in his pocket. There's his belt. Hey, what's that thing?
1: If it can St- facilitate matters, matters. <laughs> if it can facilitate matters, give me an extra twenty minutes of drinking. I'm all for it.
2: I don't think it happens. I think it's going to take just as long. Well, I'm surprised they don't, don't make it pat- through this and the metal detector.
1: You know, but it, and the and do the pat. In the end, it's futile because the terrorists have won. Of the terrorist Dude, they I mean, they're, they're hiding drugs and breast implants and tampons. How are they going to find that? Are drugs, they going to uh, take yeah. out every tampon and search it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they should. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> course, I'm actually for anything that gets less people to fly. Because then when I do have to fly,
1: it's, you know, it's just, it's just
2: professional flying people.
1: So here's the sick and wrong tips for flying during this busy holiday season. I will, Wackerly and I don't work for the TSA, although oftentimes I think we should. But uh, I'd like
2: the groping job. Here, if here, I get here are the our tips.
1: I wouldn't want to smell the farts, but I wouldn't mind groping some breasts. Yeah, I could do that. So, number one, stick around tip for flying during this holiday season is don't fly anywhere over the holidays. <laughs> Stay at home.
2: Right. Or, or gorge just ever. yourself at home. Or ever.
1: Yeah, just, just don't don't fly. don't fly at all. Don't bring your children on the planes. Don't fly over the holidays.
2: And if you do have to fly, pony up for a private jet.
1: Yeah, why not? And it'd
2: be like P. Diddy.
1: Yeah, flying style. Yeah. Well, number two here, if you're going to fly and you have to go through and endure these invasive security procedures, wear loose-fitting sweat t- sweatpants.
2: Yes. Or and,
1: skin-tight leggings. And chub it up. And chub it up. Emphasize something that is boner-enhancing.
2: I guess women don't have any... Um equivalent of chubbing it up, right? They just, they're always looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're always looking kind of hot. I guess this applies more to men that are flying. Yeah. Just wear sweatpants. That one point, uh, at least. Yeah. Um, But but the third one here can apply to men and women. Eat lots of beans, cabbage, tofu, dairy products, before (laughs) flatulence-inducing food products. Yes. This is the gas enhancement portion of flying. Yeah. And uh, men and women can do that because if you really want to protest, it's who cares about this National Opt-Out Day? What about National, like, I'm going to fart in your face if you go down and pat my ass day? <laughs> That's a
2: much better uh, movement. Yeah, maybe we national should. National Fart at the T- in the TSA face- say TSA's Face Day.
1: Yeah, Fart in the TSA Face Day. Yeah. And maybe we should promote that. Um, number four here is do not pack your luggage when you're high or drunk. I mean, you know, actually, it's pretty self-explanatory. I, I think that's self-explanatory, and I think everyone's realized that. But you know when you're like really – usually that's, that's what happens to me is usually I always pack at the very last minute, and I'm either really hungover. And
2: you're throwing stupid shit in just, there. And then you get
1: there, there, and you're like, what are these red cow- – I didn't even know I owned a pair of red cowboy boots. <laughs> and why is my blender in here? Yeah. And is that a Twinkie? <laughs> I have no idea what that is.
2: I didn't need it to cut any boxes. Why did they put these box cutters in here? Yeah, <laughs> I really thought there'd be a box that needed
1: cutting. Did I have to pack my ninja sword? Yeah. See, you don't, don't want to do that. At the time you while you're drunk, at the time it a good idea. Yeah. Although, I think you should display your dildos and your lube prominently. You know, do you remove your toiletries when you go through the security? If you have to, if you're checking. Your, I never do. You I don't? never do. Well, you don't, you don't
2: even bathe or use deodorant, so what is your toiletry? One toothbrush.
1: And yeah It's just a tooth I have have a lot of Contact solution
2: (laughs) I have a lot of Bodily cleaning supplies And uh It's in a big You know like Five gallon Ziploc bag And
1: And you pull it out For everybody Oh you gotta pull it out
2: And there's rubbers in there This is This is what I'm saying Don't try and like Hide the rubbers On the bottom because then you're just going to be digging through. Just put all the shit at the top. Like the dildo, the lube, the anal beads, the rubbers, the dental dams.
1: Don't try to hide the, it because they're going to find it anyway. <laughs> the
2: crab shampoo, <laughs> the herpes ointment. <laughs> Maybe even have all that shit in a separate bag or just like a big like fold-out like, roll pack that you can just be like, Look, this is that, all my that, embarrassing that, shit right here.
1: That white cream is from my genital warts. Yeah, and, um, your
2: preparation
1: age. Yeah, I mean, d- don't be ashamed no just display it prominently you'll get through because they're gonna dig the down to faster. the bottom of
2: the bag and pull that shit out anyways you might as well just get it over with
1: no ethnic garb no just don't be that's eth- a good line. don't
2: be ethnic at all don't, if you're is.
1: ethnic don't fly <laughs> don't even bother flying
2: maybe do a reverse soul man you know that movie with c thomas howell where he took tanning pills maybe oh yeah, take, like, light skin, the, yeah light skin lightning pills and not be ethnic
1: but don't don't wear your or your balaclava, or, or your fez, or your fez, or whatever. If you're a Shriner, just take the fez off and go through like a normal person. Uh-huh. But yeah, you know, you just don't want to draw any more attention to yourself. And this Beards, kind of,
2: beard, should probably go.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this kind of goes with the next one. Next rule here is avoid facial tattoos till after the holiday season. Right. You know, you don't you don't want to draw even more attention to yourself by getting that you know big unicorn tattoo on your cheek.
2: No, you're gonna wait till after the
1: holidays. The ladybug on your Maybe chin.
2: prior to New Year's Eve, because people usually celebrate New Year's Eve at home and then you still have it for New Year's Eve to be able to show off.
1: I think BO might be a bit of a red flag. I should probably shower and shave before I fly. But I don't even shower and shave before I go to work.
2: <laughs> but maybe B O would ward off the TSA pat down person. From yeah, they're going to be like, crevices. oh my god, this
1: person smells like shit. They'd go like halfway into the crevice, but not all the way. Yeah, because the B.O. would scare back. All right, so maybe, maybe don't shower and shave. Finally here, I think the best thing to do um, when, when going through in, uh, the security line is full cooperation is key. You don't, want to slow, you don't want to argue with these people. It's kind of like arguing at the DMV or the post office. Not There's no end. You're not going to convince them. That they are, you know, ignorant assholes that are completely intolerant of any sense or sanity or rational thinking. You're they not hold going all to be able cards. to consider. You're not going to be able to convince them of that. So just full cooperation. As soon as you're going through security and uh, they they flag you for a pat down. Just assume the GOATSEY position. Just drop
2: your pants to your ankles. Just bend your over.
1: Spread your buttocks. Just pull your buttocks your whole, apart. Your
2: butthole, like GOATSEY.
1: Yeah, no, I'm saying assume GOATSEY position so they can stare directly and prolapse your anus. If you can do the pink sock, <laughs> just then they know.
2: Like, oh, well, there's nothing in there because it's all hanging out now. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's like what's, what, what's the uterine equivalent? You can sort of, like... get. You your, can prolapse your ut-
1: uterus. You prolapse it's like your emptying uterus. your pockets and being like, I don't have anything inside there. I'm not right. hiding any drugs. No change. If you no have pocket a pocket knives.
2: If you have a box no cutter... butane
1: you, lighters. If you
2: have a box cutter, you can, like, slice open your bag. Yeah. You your ball bag is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, you know, expose a raw testicle and be like, nothing in there.
1: I just think full cooperation is key. If you get chosen for a pat-down or further security measures. Or if you opt for a pat-down. Or down, you opt a b- point, Assume goatee position. Yeah. People, this is episode 253 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, you know the way the show works? Wacker and I can, like, comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes and the winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. Which if you do win a Sick and Wrong show... Email me. You hear your name, just email me, and uh, I will send you that sick and wrong, coveted sick and wrong care package. Are we all
2: caught up with announcing the winners? We like missed a week, a little, couple weeks ago. We forgot
1: to announce them. No, I think, I think we're pretty caught up. But right. here's, here's the, the winners from last week's show, episode 252. We did three listener stories. A listener one sent a story, a very comical story, about a smelly vagina. A listener two sent a story about another matricide. Another who killed his mother. And right. a listener 3 sent a story about a black metal casino Indian murder. Um, that almost won, but the winner of episode 252 was the smelly vag story. Huh. Yeah, a lot of people voted for that because I think a lot of people could relate to that story.
2: I think they were turned on by the story.
1: Yeah, I think about half the audience. I think they are divided. They are conflicted, mm-hmm. some people. So, listener who sent in the smelly vag story, congratulations. You won episode 252. Um, Well, actually, people can submit their stories via com, or you can send them via Facebook, or you can submit them directly through the forum as well. Either way, we'll check them out. We'll decide whether or not they make the show.
2: (laughs) That's our combing process now. We don't really comb anymore. We comb the emails.
1: Yeah, we comb the emails. And the Facebook and the forum. Well, we got a few good good stories here for episode 253. It's actually kind of difficult to pare it down, but uh, we do get some good ones. So before we get into that, quick word from our sponsor, audible.com. Go to slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Mm-hmm. You know, don't give your free audiobook as a gift to somebody because that's just cheap. <laughs> I think what you should do is buy 13 audiobooks and give that to your buddy. I wouldn't give them to your girlfriend, because you're probably not going to get a blowjob that Christmas.
2: What if you got her Lady Chatterley's Lover by D.H. Lawrence?
1: Now that's some sexy listening time. (laughs) I wonder if they have that. I bet you they do. Well, actually, I'm going to kick off the show, episode 235 here, with my first listener's submission. You ready?
2: Yeah. Who sent this one in?
1: Cabin Fever. Oh. Uh, Cabin Fever writes in, all right, I'm sure that this has already been submitted, but this story is everything. Dead, drug-addicted mom, Down syndrome kid trying to nurse a corpse back to life, and a trailer park. Um, Here's the article. Love you guys. Cabin Fever.
2: <laughs> Are we kicking off the holiday season with Because <laughs> this is a very sounds like you know a down home holiday s- story.
1: You know, I think this is a very uh, this is a, a a good article. It's it's apropos of Thanksgiving. Okay, it's family bonding. What's going on here?
2: But after Thanksgiving, then we can officially get into just all Christmas stories and Hanukkah stories.
1: I think after Thanksgiving. When do when do people put up a Christmas tree? Thanksgiving. Okay, and so black, after, black
2: Friday is the day after Thanksgiving.
1: Alright, so after Black Friday, so not next week, but we're gonna start doing some Christmas stories. But no, this one can I, I expect
2: think, Nog next week?
1: We might actually well that's a little early for Nog. It's a little premature for Nog. Alright. I, I got a hankering for Nog. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying, God, I want some elf come. <laughs> yeah. That's um, exactly it. Yeah, no, this this story is definitely embodies the holiday spirit of giving. Even though she's giving food to a dead woman. But she has Down syndrome, and that's all Down syndrome people want to do yeah. is give. They don't even
2: understand different months and seasons. I mean, every day you could tell them Christmas was tomorrow in July, and they would be like, oh, Santa! <laughs>
1: right? It's all smiles and frosting for them, you know? Yeah. The brother of a 15-year-old disabled British Columbia girl says he's shocked to learn that she spent up to nine days in a mobile home with the body of her dead mother before being found. This is the brother saying this that the he should. The brother's shot? really upset that he heard this. Which, uh, you know, what I'm actually kind of, I'm surprised is, why didn't the brother go and check in on his mom and his uh, retarded sister? It
2: would seem like a phone call or a text would be in order.
1: Yeah, or least. something. A neighbor discovered the girl and the uh, woman's body in a whack trailer park. Whack. Yeah, I was wondering, is those some like... Canadian relations to you? <laughs> the Chillywacks? They're they're like up north. It sounds like an Indian and like a casino Indian name. Chillywacks. Yeah, least. Oh, like I can, see what you're yeah, saying. that's what I was wondering. They're like a Canadian, understand. like uh, members of your family or something.
2: Uh, maybe Long Lost, yeah. They they cha- you know, they just, <laughs> they, they were exceptionally cold and they decided is, to change yeah, the name it's, it's, to reflect that, yeah. It's like,
1: we were Wackerlies, but since we live up in Buttfuck, in Canada, and cold. it's fucking cold and it's like, it's really negative, chilly. yeah, negative 40 wind chill, which means fucking cold, but we're gonna chili, call ourselves chili chi- wax. <laughs>
2: chili isn't like fucking cold, chili's like, ooh, it's a little cold.
1: Yeah, okay. So it was probably like. Uh, Maybe it was the, the summer. When, the when they changed
2: the name, they, it was the yeah. summertime. And then once they changed it in the wintertime, it was like fucking cold. And they're like, oh, well, we already changed it. We're not going to be the fucking.
1: Chili we're just going to be, yeah. We're going to just be the, the chili, chili wax. wax. Yeah. Not yeah. the cold wax. The, it's fucking cold wax. <laughs> so uh, right. Mike Prentice is uh, the girl's older brother. He's 32 years old. He says it's possible that his mother had been dead as long as nine days. He and his his older brother are angry and frustrated that despite their efforts, more wasn't done to help their sister, who has Down syndrome. And here's an idea there, Mike Prentice. If you're really that concerned about the welfare of your sister, why didn't you take care of her? And your brother. Yeah, and your brother. I mean, maybe it could have been like my two dads or something. Right. But with a a Down syndrome kid. They wanted the state to come in and take care of it. Yeah. The thing. Uh, he said that the girl had been living with their troubled mother, despite the family's warnings. They and... could have at
2: least put her on an ice floe and push her out <laughs> into the bay,
1: or igloo in the igloo in the backyard, or something. Yeah. Um, the mother abused drugs and alcohol and lived in a dirty and chaotic conditions in the trailer. Yet they had no qualms about letting her have custody of their retarded sister. Mm-hmm. I think they're just kind of like if she was normal. I'd totally take her in, but uh,
2: not really. Probably not. You don't think so? I mean, the mom decided to have this kid that turned out fucked up, right?
1: Well, she was on a lot of drugs and alcohol, so I don't think it's much of a surprise. Prior
2: to, you know, pregnancy or after. Probably throughout. the The brothers had no choice in the matter.
1: Yeah, well, right. you know, they, they voiced no their concerns. thing is
2: not big amongst, amongst the wax, chilly or otherwise.
1: Well, they voiced their concerns after visiting the sister and mother, and, and uh, they, found that they found that the mother was on drugs and the, uh, the, their dirty, uh, unsanitary conditions in the trailer. So they took the kid away, and the mother actually called the police and no. charged them with kidnapping. They did so try. So she got the kid back. So they did try. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm sorry to cast aspersions on these people.
1: So the brother said that it's evident that his sister did not understand what had happened and to their mother after she died. She continued throughout the nine days to take care of her. She tried to feed her her pills. It's nice that the uh, Down syndrome chick the Down syndrome kid knows where the contraband is kept, and uh, still feeds her her Xanax. Well,
2: if she's old, she might have legitimate pills in, a, in addition to her contraband pills.
1: Yeah. Oh, she's fifteen years old, so yeah. But yeah, she might have uh, regular pills. She also tried to make her better. She tried to open up a macaroni box and sprinkle cheese on uncooked macaroni and feed it to her mother.
2: The cheese powder.
1: The cheese powder Not on the uncooked cheese. macaroni. Yeah. You know that's
2: a depressing sight. It is kind of sad,
1: but it's, you know, think about the spirit of giving for the holidays. Even though she's she's giving uncooked macaroni with powdered cheese. Do you think she's pushing the pieces in one by one into the lips? I just wonder if the mouth is just filled with a bunch of like just uncooked spaghetti. Well, macaroni. And just, macaroni, I mean. Macaroni and, the, and the she just butter. pours the cheese on top. Then, I'm you thinking know,
2: that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. This is
1: exactly why, I mean, I'm all for affirmative action. This is exactly why you don't have a maid or a nanny who has Down syndrome. You can have somebody who cleans off tables at a Taco Bell, but a maid or a nanny?
2: They need supervision.
1: Well, they don't know how to cook fucking macaroni and cheese, dude.
2: But a, a maid or a nanny is autonomous. You know, they need to be self-directed. Is I think their main point. Yeah. Now, okay. Yeah.
1: Make... You can have. Okay. You can if you gave supervision, supervision, supervisory uh, regulations to a tard, uh-huh. they can do stuff. They they can clean off the table. They can collect. Uh, you know, wipe down the table. They can mop right. the floor. Yeah. But See, you
2: could have a service where you had like you know, ten or twenty retarded people that. Took care of people in the trailer park or clean their homes, but you would, as a manager, would need to be there all day, circulating and making sure that nothing wrong, nothing went wrong.
1: You're giving me ideas here, Wankerly. I know. I kind of like these minions. I'm an ideas man. These minions. How's that sound? <laughs> Not good. I like these minions.
2: That. No, minions is as people an of D. It hasn't. That maybe will work. I kind of like these that. people.
1: These people.
2: See, that's more... See, minions has a bad connotation. Why? Evil, I mean, evil connotation.
1: I don't, think that, I don't think there's a, a negative connotation to minions. I'm saying minions no, in a loving so, sense. These
2: people sounds better. Because you can be like, these people need jobs too. <laughs> and can still help you. And you can have a picture with you, with your hands, holding hands with a bunch of people, and then the rainbow in the background.
1: I'd rather have them these like... These people. I'd rather have them like, I'm crowd surfing over the group of retarded people. Okay, you know, like they're we'll they're passing we'll me, come like to my some people are later passing later. me back to the stage where I direct them to do my bidding, but so you not bid, make macaroni say, and cheese because I know don't they can't do
2: my bidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Lee, not, that's not customer friendly. See,
1: waggly, the problem, the reason why you wouldn't be hired to in any to job in <laughs> these people organization is because you don't understand. It's you need to show who's the leader of the pack. It's like have you seen the show The Dog Whisperer? Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of like the retarded whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell them to do stuff, to do my bidding, and they, they need to know who's the dominant person. Right. And if you're going out there being like, you're just like me, and I love you, and here's a rainbow, and let's hold hands, they, they're not going to respect you like they do me.
2: See, uh, you're so confused, D. Are you, are you one of your own people here? Come on. I'm talking about the public image. I'm not talking about how you get things done. I'm talking about the oh, name of the company. So you're just what saying you say. my image in the public. I'm talking about how you interact with customers, not your minions. They, they, all they can, right. They can technically be your minions. <laughs> you just can't call them that when you're like trying to get a new client.
1: All right, all right, okay. So I thought, I, for I some reason, are, I thought you were sometimes like. Sometimes
2: I think you're hanging around your people too much. No, some, and they're rubbing I, up I, I on thought you were like
1: sitting here espousing equality. They're just like regular no, people. No,
2: I'm talking you about know? the logo and the advertising.
1: All right, you can be my public relations guy. <laughs> Well, so um, don't try and whisper to me. <laughs> that shit don't work on me. You can be my
0: public relations guy.
1: I'm gonna need <laughs> at least five more
0: beers before that whispering works.
1: So um, the brother said that clearly something fell off the rails here. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it your mom getting uh, high on quaaludes and having a kid? Um, unfortunately, it led to a tragedy for the entire family and something that the, a person with Down syndrome is going to have to live with for her entire life. The
2: scarring.
1: The trauma. The trauma. No. Um-
2: not buying that. How
1: long do you think she's going to remember this? I mean, really wackily.
2: Uh, till the next episode of Barney comes on,
1: or till you give her, yeah, exactly. Purple or, <laughs> or till you give her an etch a sketch or mm. a shiny penny. Right. I mean, she's going to. I, I mean, most retarded people have a long-term memory of about three minutes. That's
2: the benefit of being retarded. No regrets.
1: No regrets whatsoever.
2: No remorse. No regrets. No bad feelings of history.
1: But think about it. If she, if the neighbor didn't find her, this could have been going on for a long time, and the retarded yeah. kid. Was 140 pounds was down to 90 pounds.
2: That's a lot of weight loss.
1: Well, it's dry macaroni and cheese how it's old is the very kid nourishing. Fifteen? Fifteen years old.
2: Oh, see, that's sad. I was thinking this was like an adult child,
1: and that wouldn't have been sad.
2: Not as sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on the Sigmar star scale, I'm going to give this five stars. So I the think kid it's didn't even know how image. to make
2: food for herself. No, she just was not eating.
1: And just, yeah, didn't even know how to properly get... mix up a bowl of macaroni fine, and man. cheese.
2: I'm depressed for all the holidays now. I, th-
1: I think it's sad. I, I don't mean to ruin everybody's Thanksgiving, but think about this retarded girl. I might make this into, in a, mobile a, into
2: a holiday um, made for TV movie.
1: I might make it into an acoustic song like John Mayer.
2: I might need some people to like, build the sets and run the key grips and the sound and all that. Do you, can I hire your firm?
1: Actually, yeah, I would loan le- I would loan you my minions for that.
2: Don't loan them to me. You need to manage them. That's the whole point. Oh,
1: okay, all right. You don't you want to gotta man- be all there. Right. Yeah, awesome. no, I will. I'll crack out the whip and I'll get out the uh, the conk. That's a, that's the, that's how that's I, I call, call them to, to order. It's a conk. Yeah, the shofar. That's actually. You know what? I should just use my dad's shofar.
2: You gotta use it for something.
1: <laughs> Gather my minions. <laughs> It's like Willard. Yeah. uh, (laughs) All right, what do you have here for episode 235, Wacker?
2: This didn't happen in a trailer park, but it happened probably close to several trailer parks. But somebody owns a house in this story,
1: amazingly enough. That's it's so rare for a sick and wrong story that somebody actually owns their own home.
2: You know what's funny is down south. Sometimes you have these hillbillies, but they have these like well-known names of once great families.
1: Yeah, but they're all related.
2: Yeah, but they've The so family
1: tree has no branches. The family tree up. has
2: declined. Like maybe there are still some bright, shining branches, but there's all these like rotten offshoots, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: This is kind of like that. And this is one of them?
2: Harvey Westmoreland, right? You know, like General Westmoreland and his brother Joseph. They used to be friends with Troy Holt and James Hill.
1: It sounds like they might have had regal ancestry. Yeah, I think so. But over time, it just became white trash.
2: Well, they used to be friends. That was before the May incident at Holt's house on Willisburg Road and harvey westmoreland has this to say my brother was cleaning out the stalls there for tony you know working for troy sorry troy not tony i misread that uh out there for troy you know working for troy they called and wanted me to come around there and when i got there i realized they were already drunk
1: (laughs) Is, is he one of these people
2: no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he has all his correct number of chromosomes. His but But uh, on the IQ stage, probably less than developmentally ideal.
1: Yeah, maybe I'd administer him the IQ test. Right.
2: But it might just be a product of, of bad educational opportunities, you know, bad schools, no uh, role models. Obama's
1: trying to fix that, okay? Just give him time. Is he? Just give him time. Is, is Can't Obama, do everything in two years. Is
2: one of Obama's platform helping the hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, this came in from Janet from Fort Collins. I forgot to mention that. Um, uh, Troy Holt offered to buy my lawnmower from me for two hundred and fifty dollars, which is like a, a you know a gold mine for you know these type of people down south, right? Two hundred fifty dollars. I paid twenty bucks for it. He
1: thought I was trying to Isn't cheat Isn't that how much him. a home costs down there?
2: <laughs> 250, not 20. Maybe. Who knows? What kind of a home? A shed? Yeah. I don't even know where this happened. Willisburg Road. It doesn't say. Lawrenceburg. Where's that? Who knows?
1: It's got to be a West Virginia. Not doing or a very good job of telling the story. Yeah, no, I haven't gotten to the like payoff I'm trying yet. to put. I'm trying to put together these, uh, compile these pieces. It's fragmented. Well, narratives. he says
2: Troy offered to buy my lawnmower from me for two hundred and fifty dollars. I paid twenty bucks for it. He thought I was trying to cheat him. But the guy's offering him two hundred and fifty. So I don't understand how he thinks he's trying to cheat him. But maybe this guy has a confusing manner of telling stories.
1: Anyways, was this a riding lawnmower or a regular lawnmower? unknown at
2: this or just point one of time. those push probably push. Just not even motorized 20 bucks probably push okay. motorized but put but walk behind so
1: they're arguing walk over behind. 250 or 20 dollars unclear okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> to let's say 250 for the sake of the story westmoreland said one thing led to another and before i knew it there were knives and guns and everything just went haywire
1: yeah, you know, I don't think it takes much for a hillbilly to brandish drunk, his knife. A drunk, a, hay, a, drunk yeah, a drunk hillbilly, yeah.
2: What is hay? Haywire is just crazy, right? It's like, yeah, wire from the hay. <laughs> they cut my beard and forced me to eat it,
1: he said. <laughs> now, is that like the worst thing you can do to a redneck?
2: Did you see a picture of this guy?
1: Yeah, he's like a big, fat. Um...
2: Substantial beard.
1: Yeah, massive I, I... beard. Like a, but the like...
2: picture I saw was after this happened. And he still had a massive beard. So i got to imagine that the amount of beard that they cut off this dude and forced him to eat had to be substantial.
1: But isn't the hillbilly power located within their beard, much yeah, like, like Samson's Samson, hair? Yeah. Snuffy yeah. Smith? Yeah.
2: Remember those hillbillies in the, um, uh, the Looney Tunes with the big beards? That went the big beards and the shotguns? Yeah. yeah. yeah if, McCoy's. You, if you
1: cut their beard off, they're, they're no different than a normal man.
2: Z Top?
1: Could you imagine ZZ Top without their beard? You know, if you eat that amount They'd of hair... They'd be that, like Journey.
2: If you eat that amount of hair... Or Kansas. They'll never, they'll never be like or Journey. Or Kansas. They'll never be like Journey. No. Don't say that. <laughs> if you eat Sacrilege. A, if, if you eat this amount of hair, you can have medical problems down the road with like one of those big boluses of hair that just sit in your stomach and for years and years and attract more. And if you have a beard, there's always some amount of hair going into your mouth, and like that just gloms on to the pre-existing hairball
1: think about it this way too over the year the years that this hillbilly has had this beard probably the past 15 to 20 oh, years yeah, it's think of the joy. food and the the detritus that's, that's detritus. just been that's been stuck in that beard yes. that you're consuming vermin yeah although i can't think of a, a a greater insult to a hillbilly than to cut his beard and eat it in front of him
2: no no the other person didn't eat it they forced him to eat
1: it. oh they fed it to, that's even worse well, They're making him. That's like eating your own manhood,
2: right? But you're in jet. You know, if you like get the power from eating the other, your own man, you can retain the power within you. Whereas if they ate it, they might gain his man. Yeah, I power. guess they would. They would gain his. I don't masculine. know what religion these people, what voodoo hillbilly religion <laughs> these people subscribe
1: to. I think it's just called incest. Yeah,
2: I think it's bad though.
1: Yeah, from a medical
2: per, per, uh, perspective, especially with that, you know, just you shouldn't be eating a lot of hair. Now, so they called nine one one. Oh well, actually, let me point this out. Holt and Hill let these guys go, uh, but threatened to kill them if they called the police. The Westmoreland boys, the that wasn't enough to keep them from dialing nine one one. And uh, Harvey Westmoreland says, "I believe in the law. I believe that justice has been served, and it will be after Tuesday, <laughs> which I guess is when the actual sentencing happens." And uh, both Hill and Holt have been pled guilty. They totally admitted to all these shenanigans, this haywire actions, and they are expected to be fined and sentenced to supervision diversion, which I have no idea what that
1: means. Supervision diversion, yeah, I don't know what they, that they're is. They're
2: supervised, not getting drunk. Sounds and like offering. tethered
1: swimming or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know yeah, what they're doing. Um, do you think they pumped his stomach?
2: I think they gave him an emetic. You think so? Yeah, isn't that what they? what you barf? We,
1: you yeah, they they've induced barfing. Like or a, isn't a there something, they give something? You that,
2: that greases up whatever's in your body and uh, makes it come out your ball? Like Taco Bell, I think they call it Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> chipotle. <laughs>
1: yeah. Chipotle. Do, you, do you think when they when they the chipotle forces the hair out, he put it back on? It's <laughs> kind of taped it back like on. Made,
2: made like a beard toupee back
1: out of yeah, it. Yeah, just until the real thing no, goes back.
2: I think he probably put it in a shrine or or placed it upon his father's gravestone or something like that.
1: Well, I don't know. I think it's. I think that's a grave a grave insult to a <laughs> to a this. I don't to think do that this.
2: Chipotle pushes it out. I think it sort of envelops it and carries it out.
1: Oh, Okay, so it's like a stream. You think just no, a flowing like a, stream?
2: It's like a lubricant.
1: Oh, okay. So it lubes, yeah. I guess it lubes it the exit.
2: The Chipotle burrito, which they don't have in Hillbilly of Land, whatever. But they do have probably Taco Bell or like a Jim Boys Tacos or yeah. something. I it just noticed It grabs the hair like Drano and pulls it through. Well,
1: but it the thing push is, though, Chipotle like G- is not staying in your bowels very long. Chipotle is like, I'm going to be out of here in about a half an hour, and it's going to be messy. Yeah, that's the. So point. anything caught in my way, yeah. so it's like WD-40. It's like a lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right, so on then. the sick and rock star scale, um, insulted in front of his buddies like that, they probably Life-threatening
2: beard-eating. Yeah,
1: life-threatening is beard-eating. I'm going to give this, I mean, I guess he's going to recover and probably grow a much finer beard now, but I'm going to give this four magnificent stars. Magnificent it's It's going to be beard. a magnificent beard. He yeah.
2: is kind of like a, a uh, what do you call those things? Uh, a dwarf.
1: Was this the guy that we interviewed that picked up the roadkill and gave it to his like made him into sculptures for his girlfriend?
2: Similar looking.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that guy has better sense than to be at these uh, the Holton Hill household though. Uh-uh. he's not trying to sell his lawnmower anyway. I gave it three point five. All right, com comedic, but n- you know, not life threatening.
1: Yeah, in the end, not all that sickening Co-
2: because <clears throat> precautions were taken. Afterwards, that's true, that's true. Post-cautions.
1: I think there's going to be a good outcome in the very end. Yeah. So the third story here for episode 253 was sent in by Lori. Lori says, how do you consummate a marriage when your partner's crippled? <laughs> Ooh, it hits below the belt. Uh, she's referring to bride-to-be Rochelle Friedman, who is paralyzed after a bachelorette party joke went awry. Oh. Uh, Friedman landed wrong after being playfully pushed into a pool by her bridesmaid. It all happened very quickly, said Friedman. Uh, She had been out celebrating her pending nuptials with her bridesmaids when they decided to go for a swim at the end of the night. Imagine some alcohol was involved. She says, my best friend, and quote unquote, she still is my best friend, playfully pushed me in the pool like we've done a million times. It was playful, but it went wrong. It was a freak accident. Uh, Rochelle hit her head at the bottom of the pool. She said she instantly went stiff and couldn't move, but she didn't panic. She knew exactly what happened. She sort of floated up to the surface and said, help. (laughs) When they were pulling her out of the water, she said she could see her legs below, but she couldn't feel anything, couldn't feel the water on them at all. Uh, Doctors said that she had suffered a C6 spinal cord injury, leaving her unable to walk or even feel sensation beneath her collarbone. How did she
2: know exactly what happened? Is she a nurse?
1: I think she just knew that her lace, she couldn't do anything with her lace. So she just knew something. She probably felt a snap or something. Ah,
2: uh, I seem to have been paralyzed. I'll float <laughs> to the surface like a turd.
1: I remember, would you be screaming the whole time, I will kill you bitches off our revenge. <laughs> From
2: beyond the grave. I know. You're not going to do anything while you're still alive. <laughs>
1: Uh, she says she remembers the doctor telling her that she wasn't gonna walk. He was very sure that I'd never ever walk. Sometimes they give you percentages. He's he's pretty much shaking his head, saying absolutely not. <laughs> a very, what, a, what an optimistic doctor.
2: Well, he's realistic.
1: Yeah, no, I guess. I mean, you but,
2: don't want to I don't want false hope for my doctor.
1: You know, at that point is when I vow revenge deep inside. That's do our, that's our arms work. I mean. No she, She's gonna oh, have Jesus to Jesus yeah, she, She's gonna have to get revenge with her chin <laughs> If she had minions And could, she can still whisper
2: See for this type of activity You do call them minions That's a side business
1: Yeah that's a good yeah. The really
2: mean <laughs> The mean unmanageable ones that you have You put them in the minions side business For this type of dude My
1: group of retarded assassins Yeah Actually that's a good assassins idea Assassins is
2: probably not a Marauders maybe <laughs> They're not
1: silent. <laughs> no, but I mean, they're also, they're also inconspicuous. Because if you think about it, you're just thinking, oh, that's a retarded guy, you know, playing with yeah, his, you kind of his shiny toys. You contact. wouldn't think you anything away, about it. Right. Next thing you know, you get a shiv. Right. You know, I think, I think, it's, I think they almost... But it's be- the wrong end. <laughs> it's like the blunt <laughs> end. Like, wow, And the retard just stabbed his own hand. <laughs> and it's a toilet plunger. Not, <laughs> not actually a knife, but hey. They're retarded assassins.
2: That's why you have four or five. Yeah, One of them, is, them will this get This is it right.
1: comedy all over it. Yeah. Um, a wedding website that was created by Friedman shared notes of excitement that she was marrying her very first boyfriend, Chris Chapman. All right. I have been, less respect for this woman. The two had been engaged for nearly a year, and they'd been together for five. Jeez. She says she remembers talking to him. She wasn't crying. She just wanted to understand the severity of what happened. Before he got to the hospital to see her, she said, "I broke my neck and I'm probably not going to walk." I was very straightforward and very monotone with him. I mean, well, <sighs> at, at that point would you be like, "Okay, this wedding is done. I'm going to go hit the strip club." Click, click. Okay, no. it looks like we're no, breaking up. I wouldn't up. do that. You wouldn't,
2: but I think she's being a little misleading, saying she'll never walk again. Because once again, I'd be like, "Okay, well, but you can wheel yourself around and give me hand jobs, right?"
1: Hands don't work.
2: But she said she couldn't walk again,
1: and I would be like, "Okay, so you're still looking for hope?
2: Well, yeah, you're still and I'm thinking. Saying,
1: you're, you still have that thread really of optimism." He, like I'm
2: quaded out here.
1: <laughs> you know, Stephen Hawking. I'm like that. Except yeah, I can Stephen talk. Stephen
2: Hawking can actually use his hand.
1: Yeah, you know, that's the worst he part. Right? That, I mean, her he that word thing. That's the worst part. She can't give hand jobs. She can't walk. She's she can't assume a, the dog. Position, but a, yet she can talk and she's bitch. She's
2: not a physics genius. She, <laughs>
1: Uh, She says I have no function in my hands, no fingers. I didn't think about that in ICU. You only think I'm not going to walk again. Now going through everything, that's the first thing I'd want to come back, is my hand function. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying.
1: Exactly. Uh, Yeah, hand jobs. I mean, you should at least be able to do that. Wipe
2: your own butthole?
1: Yeah. hole. Um, She says Friedman continued outpatient rehab, but she quickly learned how um, fast her medical bills were piling up. Now she says that even though she still dreams of her perfect wedding... If she married her boyfriend, it would make her ineligible for Medicaid. Health insurance, uh, uh, she says, will, will help her stay out of debt. She says she's pretty much screwed. Her insurance, um, would through her nonprofit where she works, would allow only 20 days of rehab, which isn't enough. And if she marries her boyfriend, she'd um, be making too much to qualify for Medicaid.
2: What does her rehab consist of?
1: I think it's, uh, they say her catheter supplies cost $2,000 per month. So they need to get rehab. like a lift to get her up to the second floor.
2: That's like ongoing care. That's not rehab.
1: Yeah, but I think uh, they, they hire uh, people, uh, nurses to come over. Really? It's like outpatient rehab. It costs Jeez. thousands this of dollars. a
0: nightmare.
1: She said the wedding, interest was so close. It was her dream to marry him, and it still is, but it makes her sad that she won't walk down the aisle and have her very first dance with him. Uh, uh, Her mother actually still is optimistic. She says her daughter's wedding is going to be the best. It will be the best day ever for us, and I'm hoping that one day it will happen. I think her mother might be one of these people, but just growing.
2: (laughs) How severe of a drug problem does the um, girl who pushed her in have now?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Um, She says that her one thing that hasn't changed for Friedman is her support system. From her fiancé, who bathes her and feeds her, to her bridesmaid. The one who pushed her into the pool. She's still my best friend. I don't blame her in any any way. I could easily have done the same thing. Do you think she's just saying that? Could you forgive someone? if? It, okay, Wankly, let's say you're about to get married. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both really drunk, and yeah, oh, we will be. And yeah. I, I punch you in the face and knock you out, and um, you fall down and you become paralyzed,
2: like full-on million-dollar baby stuff. <laughs> okay, no,
1: I, all right, I tripped you, and uh, you like totally like fell over because you're wasted. You My become paralyzed. It's it a complete accident. Chair. Yeah, would you be? Would you be, you would you you tr- be able you to forgive didn't, me? You
2: did trip me. I'm not a complete
1: accident. You don't know, don't start I pushed from you. That point. You know, yeah, you pushed me. <laughs> oh, I'd still be your friend. You would?
2: Yeah. I would be the ball and sh- the shackle around your ankle for the rest of your life.
1: So you would just torment me. You'd call me up oh, at no, like no, five in the morning no, to go get no, you a no, Kit Kat. I'm, I'm not
2: tormenting you. We're we're best friends, right? Yeah. So I would call you, uh, maybe you know, at eight a.m. when you're about to go to work, and say that I need you to take me to Goodwill to get maybe a, a shawl for my legs because they're so cold. <laughs> And then you would say that you had to go to work, and I would say, you know, you know, I can't work anymore, and it's really. And easy. then I'd be guilty. So guilt me into taking care of you. Yeah. Would you be
1: like, I need to go to the peep shows at the adult superstore?
2: <laughs> D, wake
1: up. Yes.
2: I, mean, I would have some like strange.
1: you would have to have like some kind of like weird or like voice a box. pipe that yeah. drained out the mucus. Yes.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you'd call me up at like five in the morning.
2: All pretty really much all hours of the day. Yep. Every single hour, at some point during the week, you'd yeah. get a call from me.
1: I would. Tell you, you know what I would do? I would sometimes move. my nerves. I would, would move, be
2: yeah. up and I would need a, a bomb wipe.
1: I would full on move if I did that. I wouldn't. You know, I'd feel guilty for about a month, and then I would get you a puppy or something, and then I'd just move. Where would you move? I don't know Hawaii. I'd find you. <laughs> private. They have private investigators.
2: I would, I would, I would tap the sick and wrong network of fans to find you.
1: To find to, find, to seek me out. Yeah. You know, Wackly, I would still keep you on as the co-host. I think you'd be even more bitter as a cripple. Yeah, and I'd do it like this. Yeah, I like this story. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have the mic against your phone. Yeah. D, you suck. <laughs> I hope your children are born with scoliosis. <laughs> My cancer kazoo. <laughs> so it was just
2: like a paralysis kazoo. Then.
1: She says, I've learned that even if things do change in your perfect life, you can still make the world around you perfect. It's just extremely different. We do everything differently now. Which basically translates into, I'm going to get revenge on those fucking bitches. I think that's what she means. And I hope she Didn't does. Did you still have a baby? Uh, you know what she said? It, um, she would have to go off her drugs and medication. So she she'd be exactly in intense pain for nine months mm-hmm. to have a kid. It's worth it. Would you? Here's a thought experiment, Wanker. Let's say the love of your life, you're about to get married, she becomes crippled, paralyzed, disfigured, and maimed in a horrible car accident. All three things. at once yeah. and burned. And burned. Um, she kind of looks like the dude in the mask. What's his name? Eric Stoltz. Stoltz in the well, mask. That's the actor's name. Okay, but in his character in the, the mask.
2: The character was Danny something. Yeah.
1: And uh, so, he/she looks like that. Would you? Would you go through with the marriage? I mean, you were best friends. You've dated for five years. You love this person. You've given her a ring. No. Or you, you just call it off, right? Right there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Got wackily. I'm not proud. You have no. Soul. <laughs> I'm not
2: proud of it. I'm being honest. What about yeah, I, you? I,
1: th- I thought you had like more visceral emotion than that. All f- one of those things, maybe. But all those things at once, no. Can't Dude, I'd it. discard her like used toilet paper, but that's me. I mean, Jesus, I wouldn't be able to be What about deep.
2: What about one of the things?
1: No, I couldn't deal with any one, of it. What
2: about one quarter? No hand jobs? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. no. Just l- listen. I, I understand. I'm agreeing with you on all five things. Maimed, disfigured, burnt. What were the other two? <laughs> I don't know. Some other stuff. But what about like one quarter of the face burnt? Just one quarter. That's done. You could turn her away. Press it's her head done. up against the pillow. <laughs> she could wear one of those masks, like the sniper guy. I know and, uh, it's
1: superficial. I know it's shallow. But yeah, it's over.
2: So where do you draw the line? I mean, what if she gets like... A paper cut? Or like, you know, like S- a, a little scar? a little scar on her cheek. Or like a little bit I, of her ear gets hacked off by a
1: fan. All right, it's
2: done. <laughs>
1: it's over. The ears are crucial. Our love
2: is gone now. What if she gets a bad haircut?
1: <laughs> Ooh. It depends on how bad. Okay. Yeah, he's talking Natalie Portman V for Vendetta. That bad?
2: Well, the, if you think that's bad, I mean, no, I'm talking about more like a goofy haircut. I mean, a shaved head is like can well, be. Well, we're av- breaking up for a couple. Guy, a we're shaved, breaking up for a, a couple shaved weeks. Head can be avant garde. <laughs>
1: I'm talking about like a goofy, weird bowl cut. We're breaking up for a couple weeks. The only, I guess, the only benefit to having a paralyzed girlfriend is you can't really say no to the back door. Yeah, we've made that joke in an earlier show. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying... Although she can't
2: beat your ass somehow, which I still never figured that out. Yeah, I don't
1: get that either. Mm. I know. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this woman's dreams have been dashed. And as much as she wants to salvage them, they're gone forever. And the dudes. And the dudes. I'm going to give this a five star all the way around. The only way she can rectify the situation is dole out some revenge.
2: Or, I mean, does she... Does she try and drive the guy away?
1: I mean just, just to make it su-
2: just to make it super sad. I would. Like just be like, look, go meet some girl who's not all fucked up like me.
1: And I'm gonna become a mad evil scientist, like a antagonistic figure.
2: Like a worm person. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna be <laughs> in the basement all up. the
1: time and I'm gonna be really cruel and I'm gonna be a bitter mass misanthrope. I'm gonna play Minecraft. And uh, I'm gonna watch a lot With- of Saxon Dale. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be Lance Wackerly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna say. Started to sound familiar. Run item four. <laughs> I'm giving that five star. This is why I do drive all my girlfriends away. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I do. My arms and legs work, but I'm really pretty pathetic. And you should just go meet somebody normal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I get four. I give it a five. No, I'm giving it a five. I'm giving oh, it a yeah. five five. Right, star. five. That's five. A, this is a, like. Too sad for a Lifetime.
1: Yeah, I think it's worse than the
2: retard feeding the mom macaroni. They couldn't even put this on Lifetime because women, the whole United States would be drowned in a, in a sea of middle-aged moms' tears.
1: She, You know what she needs? I would give her a total, I would give her like, I don't know, maybe half-off card to hire my retard assassin. So I'd be like, okay, you know what, you get 50% off because this is sad.
2: I thought you were going to say you'd give her like an Oprah makeover or something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm fifty percent off for the retard assassins, the ninja tarts for a month at least. Yeah, just for a that month So they get to revenge. Full price. Yeah. yeah. So on this, you know, uh, we we invite the audience to vote. Go, you can decide who won episode two fifty three. Sick and wrong Well uh, we're at the uh, last third of the show here, as people who are familiar with the show should know by now. Phone calls to sick and wrong hotline and emails to sick and wrong podcast at homel.com Before we get to our first phone call here. Uh, How about a quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com? It's Butt Plug Month on
0: AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E.
1: So there you go, people. com. Type in the word DIDDLE when you check out, and that's where you should do all your Christmas shopping. Who cares about going to Borders or Macy's or Saks Fifth Avenue? com. Get gifts for everybody. For grandma, for auntie, for little cousin Betty. Daddy. Yeah, daddy. Get get everything. (laughs) DIDDLE when you check out. So actually, yeah, before we get to our first phone call here, and uh, people can call the Sigurong Highland at 206-666-3846, we got like this, I don't know, like a, a I don't to say like a bundle of gifts, a cornucopia, a plethora, a plethora of Would gifts Would you say here.
0: there is a plethora of gifts? Is
1: it because this is like the first time you've been to the P.O. box in like two months? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, the uh, first gift here is another set of mullet power cards which I, th- I think we've received these in the past haven't we yeah we have you can never have too many no of you these. can
2: never have too many because sometimes you need two decks so people
1: don't count cards so Ricardo says gentlemen as a famous UK advertising line runs I saw this and I thought of you impulse buy soon to be a great gift for the man who has everything or at least for the man who has a boomerang a shrunken head and a painting done in muff blood I guess I, guess I do have all and a of slide those. whistle and a slide whistle 've uh, been listening quite a while now. work at the Royal Botanic Gardens. Spend a lot of my time watering plants and smiling enigmatically as the sickness seeps in through my eardrums. He's quite eloquent for somebody who uh, waters plants for a living. I guess I came we, like you, to- we use Mexicans for that <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't have to go to Oxford.
1: I think they just use the Welsh. I guess I came to the show quite late, maybe a year or so ago, but I've nearly caught up. Would have caught up sooner, but I've been rationing the episodes. Yes. Because um, once you get
2: to the end, it's just the end.
1: He says, later gents, keep them coming. You're the best podcast out there. Regards, Ricardo.
2: Now, my question to this guy, oh, Ricardo, maybe he is Mexican. Yeah, Spanish, I didn't know maybe. they had But well, My question would be, do they have one of those corpse flowers there, like they have here the in really, San Francisco? The, the ones
1: that just smell vile?
2: Well, only once a year, right? It blooms when once bloom, a year. Yeah. It's gigantic, and it just smells like rotting flesh.
1: Is this like the Queen's flower garden, the Royal Botanical Gardens? Yeah, it is. Is this like her backyard? She, she owns through? everything there. Yeah, she does. Huh?
2: Have you ever gone to see that corpse flower in the? Uh, yeah, whatever? no.
1: I, I went to it, when it bloomed. Did you? Did you go there and smell it? No, no, I never.
2: It's horrible. It horrible.
1: It's gross. Yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, it's worse than bo. It's worse than a fart. You'd lay on a TSA employee. <laughs> So thank you for the mullet power uh, cards there. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have to, uh, we can, it's like top cards. We can, we can uh, square off with our mullet card deck. Yeah.
2: We call that war in the United States.
1: Um, We got another uh, package here from Phil and Debbie, I guess, from Newfoundland.
2: They're newfies.
1: Yeah, newfies. Uh, She says, D and Lance, what are you at? Hello from Newfoundland. That's in Canada, you fuckwits.
2: Yeah, I saw the shipping news, so I know where that is.
1: Yeah. Me, and that's a good movie. Me and the missus wanted to uh, thank you for the hours of entertainment. Unfortunately, we can't send you a codfish to kiss. You will have to come here to do that. But we've got the next best thing, a bottle of Newfie Screech each. <laughs> uh, the knobs are for Chill Cheers. I think it says Phil and Debbie. And what they're referring to is this Screech rum? I think it's the official rum of Dustin Diamond
2: from Saved by the Bell. From Saved by the Bell, yeah. It's sponsored by him or something. It, it's called
1: Screech. Yeah, no. So what else? That, what what to would to be the try other Try that out. 2018? It's like Newfey Rum. And they also sent some candies here, Peppermint Knobs, which are for you, Wackery. Pe- peppermint Knobs. And Chocolate Beach Pebbles. What is It's like a soft pepperminty candy. I don't think it's... It's like ribbon candy that your no, grandmother no, it's would soft. give you. Here, no, it's not it soft me. at all. It, <laughs> it almost just broke my finger. Here, really? You can try it. That's like ribbon candy. Like, oh, it is you hard. Would like some ribbon candy, It looks Day-wackley. soft to me. But it's covered in sort of granulated sugar. Um. So thank you, our new friends, for sending that. We also got a... Uh, I think you got a shirt here from uh, Anti-Tank Dog.
2: Oh, yeah. This is banned.
1: It's a cool shirt.
2: The schlongs from hell. And I believe that's Cthulhu on the front. And then there's a sort of Cthulhu-ish saying that I'm not going to pronounce. That's a pretty cool shirt. It's a ringer. Yeah,
1: it's a ringer. It's pretty badass.
2: I think if I wash it, it'll be like almost the perfect size.
1: Yeah, no, that looks like a red shirt. And plus it'll confuse people.
2: <laughs> or drive them away. <laughs> Especially women. <laughs>
1: and then we also got a few books here from uh, Brian Clark. Brian Clark is an author who uh, works for Discriminate Media... And uh, Unpomp.
2: Well, that's this publisher, right?
1: Yeah. He wrote a book called Fuck All You Motherfuckers. A very succinct title. And mm-hmm. I think it uh, defines what this book's all about. It's direct. Yeah. And uh, what will really happen in the year 2012? Mysteries of the 13 Baktun Paradox Decoded.
2: I can't wait to read that one. Yeah. That's, that's coming right to. up pretty soon. One more. You know, we got New Year's and then one more year. Then Apocalypse. Yeah. That's right around the corner. So that book tells you everything's going to happen.
1: He also edited a book called Standing in Two Circles, which is the collected works of Boyd Rice. Um, oh, Boyd Rice. Yeah, Boyd Rice, who uh, was in that exactly. band, uh, N-O-N. N-O-N. Um, industrial band, yeah. So uh, thank you, Brian, for sending these books. We always like uh, like to receive that. And people, you go to Discriminate Media and uh, get your own copy of Fuck All You Motherfuckers. Maybe we should put a link up. Yeah, we should, actually. We should do okay. that. People, we love to get gifts, and since it is nearing the holidays, uh, now's the, the, the time to get into the spirit of giving. So uh, you can find our address right on our main site. I think it's just under contact, right? <laughs> You're saying give <laughs> us stuff? Okay. Just, just give us shit. Why not? <sighs> not
2: it means I have to go to the P.O. box that much more often. But okay, I'll <laughs> do it. Just do it to
1: piss off Wackerly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's, uh, I know we got a couple phone calls here to the Sick Wrong Hotline, so let's play call number one.
0: Okay, first of all, it's not dressage, it's dressage. (laughs) Second of all, riding horses is not a bourgeois activity. Oh, Oh, God. Uh, Well, maybe dressage is, but nothing else, really. Later, fuckface.
1: That guy is so deluded.
2: (laughs) Oops, sorry. Sorry.
1: That guy is so deluded. Bourgeois fan of horses calls in... And How? expresses umbrage. You know, seriously, name another animal that's more bourgeois to ride than a horse. Oh, to ride. I was saying, yeah, okay. a horse. A, a horse and buggy, a carriage. You know, you, you know, uh, uh, driven by a horse. Right. It's like, a, but think of the sports that you do. Equestrian. Yes. That's the most bourgeois act, leisure time activity. you can any, think of. Then next to polo. <laughs> any
2: animal that you have to hire somebody to like brush down and feed. And yeah. You just come out and sort of pet its nose, and you, oh Pedro, how is my uh, bucephalus doing today? That's her, that's that's the definition of bourgeois.
1: No, I mean that. What's his name? The king to be, Prince Charles. Mm. Doesn't he play polo on a horse? Oh he yeah, did? probably. Yeah, no, that's his most, you can't get much more. It's the epitome of bourgeois. And Christopher tr- and, Reeve. Yeah, Christopher Reeve. Talk about, Talk about just Talk about a a bourgeois man himself. Well, before he died. Well, yeah, before he's crippled. But I mean, on top of that, though, dressage, dressage, as as we mistakenly pronounce it. But dressage, where you dress up a horse with the little hats and the socks and all that, and like the,
2: My Little Pony, almost.
1: Yeah, which is all My Little Ponies are bourgeois. <laughs> You don't see Haitians with I think cholera <laughs> playing with My Little Pony? I actually think they probably are playing with My Little Pony. <laughs> but they're me down. some so bourgeois it's not people. Just, but it's
2: not just dressing up the horse. Then You get like you, you make the horse tiptoe around. Prance. Tiptoe
1: around, they prance around, you're on their back, and they have the little hats on. That's a bourgeois activity, I'm sorry. And
2: what are the other, like, what's the one where you make them jump the horse hurdles? The equestrian
1: act. The, the, the equestrian uh, acts. Are I they, think it's called steeplechase. <laughs> Which is even a bourgeois name. That's just a bourgeois act. The
2: steeple, we're chasing Mm -hmm. the
1: steeple. Okay, Clint Eastwood, on horseback, shooting up a town in the Old West, that's not bourgeois.
2: But that was olden times, we're talking about now.
1: I'm talking about, in this day and age, anything involving a horse, other than bestiality, is a bourgeois (laughs) act. Which also could be bourgeois. (laughs) So what if you do the the
2: dressage, but then you also blow the horse at in the middle of the night, does that cancel out and you're no longer bourgeois? Because even though you do the dressage...
1: Is, is the horse wearing the little hat while you're blowing him? Of course. Okay, then it's, it's still a bourgeois activity. <laughs> I guess it is. Right. So in answer to your... to, I guess he wasn't even in a question. No, he's just making it, yeah, a statement. To refute your statement, anything to do with horses is bourgeois. Mm-hmm. What's uh, the second call we got? Maybe here? if you
2: made your horse like jump over the Grand Canyon like Evel Knievel... I'd give you a pass, but I doubt that guy's doing that.
1: Or maybe if you like put spiked armor on your horse and you attach like a fixed boombox blasting Iron Maiden, sort of like a world manowar like on the real, back of your horse, a
2: real life World of Warcraft type of scenario, and
1: you drove through the city of Manhattan with a Morning Star, just smashing people in the face. <laughs> you don't drive. A that's horse not bourgeois. Right it. it, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Should we go to the next call? Yeah. What's the second call? What's
0: up, guys? Your number one fan from. South Florida. Just listening to your most recent uh, episode. You guys talking about how people are saying you lost your edge, or whatever the fuck you guys wanted to word it. Not that. I don't think you guys are slacking. Just uh, people get fucking jaded to your voice and have weird dreams and start using your vernacular and all this weird shit. I mean, anyways, another thing this phone calls about.
1: Wait, I'm kind of confused here. Is he saying that he wants us to, to change our vernacular? I think he's saying
2: in the olden times, we used to more. It's before people had made fun of us for our bad impressions, and now we're sort of like gun-shy about doing impressions because... I'm
1: not gun-shy about anything. I forget about what I did in the last show. All right, do an Irish guy. I can't even See? do an Irish accent. See, oh, you okay? So back before, in the day, you would have belted out with like, Oh
0: am lucky charms," and "Ooh, <laughs> I like to and, But I, I at you. the always...
2: Catholics or the Protestants? It depends which type of Irishman I am.
1: I think the accents are your. Yeah, it's like your area. that's it's no, no, your your thing. This
2: guy's pointing out we we both certain accents real. I can do. Which one? What's your forte?
1: I'm I'm good at um, the, the the annoying obnoxious Jew accent. I'm really good at that. You are one. good at that one. Actually, that's just my normal <laughs> voice.
2: <laughs> I I don't know what he's talking about. To be honest with you, the, he said we used to do a lot. We used to bust the vernacular out, which I guess is some type of hip hop lingo that I don't understand. What What is busting the vernacular?
1: It's like busting a rhyme. I think.
2: We ne- I never rhymed anything. I never roamed.
1: No, I guess I didn't rhyme in the past either. I, you know, I have no idea what this is. smoking. I think we just have to move yeah, on. Yeah,
0: let's move on. Calling out Trucker fucking Paul and fucking Capretta. I used to fucking wait for every episode. Even Derramator, she's totally put out. I mean, she talks about all these dildos and all this shit on Facebook. So what are the phone calls about? Sick and tens and other ladies' assholes or whatever the fuck that one call is about. But Trucker Paul and Vietnam guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you say Vietnam, Vietnam guy? You
0: did say <laughs> Which maybe we should point out. I don't, I don't we don't that We Vietnam yeah. guy
2: out because he started to get a little too scary.
1: <laughs> no, I remember we stopped, playing like, his, we stopped playing his calls. He got insulted and didn't call in anymore.
2: Remember? But why did... I think we started, stopped playing his calls because, A, it started to become repetitive. Repetitive, and, yeah. But then he also started to interject that he was going to, like... Murder these tranny hookers that hung out outside his place. Do you remember that? I,
1: we, I, know, did we, I dream? We played that. a couple of those calls. But no, I mean, but they it be- became like every time but it every like time. I'm going to murder these
2: tranny hookers like over and over again. Every
1: call from yeah. Vietnam Guy was it's it's Thursday, happy hour, he's drunk on rum, and he's thinking about murdering trainers. No, it wasn't rum, it was margaritas. Margaritas. margaritas, Margarita margaritas Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Margarita Tuesday. but it was like Margarita Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, and every time it was like I'm gonna kill some trainees, which was funny for the first like 10 times, but after that, we started screening those. Yeah. So it's
0: the fucking lot lizard down, or the dead body, whatever he's got going on. He's now, probably disappearing. And a to get off Photoshop and start calling me another song. So, wow, just fucking songs about you guys my room, song. I quite enjoyed it. Anyway, guys, love the stuff. up the Hey, I'm on the fucking stuff. Oh, I got to go. it. Keep up uh, the good work, guys. Look forward to next week's episode.
2: Somebody is trying to get him off the
1: phone there. At the end. Yeah, is he have like a is he is that his mom in the background being like I need the phone? I think he might live they out. share a cell phone. It's a family cell phone.
2: <laughs> I think he might live out in the country and he might have a party line.
1: Oh yeah, then that might have been it. You know, I kind of agree with him. Where, where the hell is Trucker Paul?
2: Well, Trucker Paul had a new kid.
1: Oh, so now, he's too he's busy to, to call his favorite podcast. Re- trying to
2: rear mini Trucker Paul. And by that I mean Ray's, not butt fuck.
1: So wait, he's got two mini trucker Pauls.
2: Well, I don't. You don't graduate to mini trucker ball until you become sort of autonomous. I think it, when they're when they're
1: really small, they're
2: just trucker Paul spawn.
1: But it could be mini trucker Paula. I think it is a girl. Yeah, it might be. But it, yeah, you know. I, but what I about agree Capretta? with Capretta. Yeah, Capretta. What's Capretta up? Capretta loves his
2: job, so and he's Australian, so he's probably too drunk to do anything.
1: He's probably night. incapacitated in like a foster binge drinking he session post, or something. He
2: posted to the forum yesterday.
1: And it's been a while since... I know Dura... Uh, she's on the forum a lot.
2: She's also too drunk to, put to do anything useful, I think.
1: But yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing some saucy stories from Dura every now and then. Yeah. So maybe... You know what? All right, people. We, we, why, why not throw the gauntlet down right now? We have the Christmas show coming up. Calling it out. So calling out. Why not uh, send, uh, send some... Give us some stories. Yeah. For the Christmas show.
2: And... You know, this caller didn't mention it, but we did send a care package to Hannah
1: Oh, in England. you got a good point. Yeah, and I we sent haven't her really a
2: dildo. I mean, she expressed thanks through email, I think, or maybe on Facebook.
1: False promises that Hannah gave we us. we haven't
2: really, you know, gotten any payoff from that.
1: Yeah, so, okay, all right, I agree with this guy. All the old school sick and wrong callers, I think, should <laughs> call in. Is, yeah. I think they should call in for this holiday season.
2: It would be a Christmas miracle,
0: and maybe we can even get Jeffrey
1: out. A Christmas – okay, if we get enough of these old school – if Trucker Paul calls in and maybe Vietnam guy, I'll bring Jeffrey in for the Christmas show. (laughs) That'd be great.
2: Well, you put a bag over his head and just force him to come in against his will.
1: Yeah, no, it'd be a a totally Abu Grape type of scenario. I think we
2: would get some Doritos and some soda.
1: Some gay porn. I can, I, I can get maybe kick
2: down for like some type of an Xbox game or PS3 game. Yeah, that might work. Not a full-price one, mind you, but like a bargain bin one. Like a fishing we lure, game. We could lure... Well, I'll put, it, <laughs> I'll put the game on the end of a fishing line and, and just, reel and, Yeah, and lure from, him from in. his
1: house. That yeah. might work. But that's only if we get those callers. Oh, I'm not doing all that work for yeah. nothing, no. So give us a call, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear what you have to say. So, uh, Wackley, well, you know, I guess maybe it is the holiday season, and that's why I'm feeling willing to uh, read this next email, but normally, uh, we don't usually do this. But, uh, hey, why not? We got this email here. It says, Hey, Dean Lance, I know you guys don't do these thing- kind of things very often, but I'm still going to ask anyway. Me and my boyfriend are big, capitalized, fans of the show. We listen to the show every week. The thing is, it's his birthday coming up, November 25th. And I'm wondering if you guys could maybe say happy birthday to him or something on the show. His name is Dave, and he's a Jew, just like D. And I think it'd be awesome because I want to do something special for him because I can't be with him on his birthday. He lives in Holland, and I live in Sweden. You know,
2: aren't those places like...
1: Two miles apart? It's like an Airbus that you can fly. Yeah, I, I thought so. Can you just
2: walk over?
1: You know, she should be giving him a blowjob on her birthday, but she basically yeah. wants us to give him a podcast equivalent of a blowjob. I don't think it's as good as no, an actual blowjob. Not job. nearly as cool. She says we're both friends with you guys on Facebook, so if you want to look him up, his name is Dave. Other than that, thanks for a great show. It's fucking hilarious, and I look forward to every single episode. Isabel. Well, Isabel. I think maybe it is because it's close to holiday season that we have like a, you know, a, a weakening of the heart here or something. But um, you know what? For you, because you're not going to be with your boyfriend, you're not going to be able to give him a blowjob, happy birthday there, Dave. That and was it? Yeah, that, that's pretty much <laughs> that's it. That's all he gets? What, what are you going to do? You're going to play him a little song your <laughs> slide whistle?
2: My slide whistle is back in my place.
1: Oh shit! You don't even have it. No. Yeah. So here, I'll uh, do a mend-
2: uh, 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 virtual slide whistle. <laughs> that,
1: that was pretty slick. There right? <laughs> like I say, it, was it was almost one, as one if you bar. Had the, that the was one bar of the happy birthday song. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Um, I want to put down a. I want to put down a formal mandate right now. We're never gonna offer a birthday wish again unless the girl sends us pictures of her tits. At least, so Isabel, you owe us pictures of your breasts.
2: Right, it's on back order because we already did the favor. Yeah, we
1: already did it, so you can send but them in, in any the future. Time. Other but people. in the future, if a girl wants us to wish her happy birthday, because I mean, it's not like we're you know uh, MCs at a wedding or something.
2: We're not fucking Al Roker. Who's that other dude? Willard Scott or Alf?
1: Um <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh but we will do that. I think we'll we'll uh, satisfy your request if you send us uh, pictures of your tits. And actually in fact you can send all your pictures of your tits to sick and wrong podcast at hopmelt.com. Right. So Wagley we we gotta get out of here. It's about uh, the end of the show here. Um if you haven't already, join up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. I know there's like almost seven hundred people on there right now. It's the new and improved sick and wrong forum that's created by Bester, and he did create a damn entertaining forum. Uh, you know, recently I was reading a post by a guy named Consumer called Rate Your Risk of Being Raped or Murdered. Uh-huh. And it was a. Uh, he posted this website called rateyourrisk.org. Did you check that out?
2: Um, no, it's too busy looking at the asses thread.
1: <laughs> I love the asses thread. But you know, I, I took a little break from the asses thread. Uh, no breaks for me. <laughs> gave my member a rest. had to rejuice. And uh, check this out, and it's interesting. It's uh, you know I scored like a uh, a ten, <laughs> which is I was 10, kind of a ten, good or bad? Bad. I was like I was hoping I was bad. Get... Meaning you're likely to be raped or aren't likely to. No, be I'm bad. not likely to be raped at all or murdered even for that matter. So that's good. Well, I'm thinking it's like or you're not, not like... you're not desirable. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I'm not that desirable to be raped. It's just like they're like, yeah, you're ugly, you're Jewish, you have an annoying voice. Mm-hmm. And frizzy hair.
2: Nobody's going to pay a ransom for
1: you. Yeah, it's like, I'm just going to, whatever. We're just going to walk by and go, go rape that other person. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was, I don't know, it was a little disheartening. But go check it out, RateYourRisk.org. That site and many other interesting sites are on the Sick and Wrong Forum. Also, uh, make sure you're subscribing to the show via iTunes, giving us that five-star rating that we... So desire, <laughs> but it is keeping us up in the top comedy podcast right. and uh, it's giving a lot of recognition of the show. So we do appreciate that. Um, also the best holiday gift that you can get right now, even better than a dildo from Adam Eve.com is a sick and wrong t-shirt from the sick and wrong store. Um, just go to sick and wrong click on store and order your t-shirt or your stickers or both today. We also have a cafe press store with a bunch of different designs. You know, you could do all your holiday shopping between adamandeve.com and sick and And Audible. And Audible. God, you got, you, you, got, you, got, you got everything. Everything. Yeah, everything right there. You don't even have to leave your home. Uh, so the sick and wrong song of the week was sent in by a guy named Ian, He's from Seattle. Ian writes in I'm really surprised you guys haven't used this band yet for Song of the Week. Blood for Blood. They're a self proclaimed white trash hardcore band. This song is about that chick that you pick up right at last call. It's called so common, so cheap, <laughs> and uh, so relatable. I think most of our audience knows exactly what this song is talking about.
2: Sounds familiar.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna end the show here with uh, some blood for blood, blood for blood, sent in by Ian. Uh, people, will be back next week uh, with our what, pre-Thanksgiving show, which I don't even know it's gonna be all that holiday oriented, but.
2: Oh, so we're going to post it probably on Thanksgiving so people yeah. have something to listen to in their i- iP- in their iPod player Just while escapism to ignore from their family. Their family. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it'll be episode 254. So we'll be back next week until then, take it sleazy.
0: Fucking your pussy was like fucking the wound from a shotgun blast with gang green. <laughs> Sorry ladies, but this one goes out to all the guys out there that been fucked over by that lie on this law! Get back in all the time, we For all I fucking cared, thanks for the fucking memories, you fucking sow. Yeah! Hey, fucking sick and wrong, Dean Lance. I I gotta say, you guys have been really making some good shows lately. I'm glad to see that Lance has perked up and been a little more excited about uh, the podcast. And I just want to say that the banana split pun from last week. I almost lost my shit. I almost drove off the road. I was commuting, and it's about an hour drive, and I was laughing so hard, I almost drove off the road. D might have gotten the last banana joke in, but Lance, your banana joke was the shit. I love you guys. Keep the good shows coming. Keep it fucking sick. Keep it fucking wrong. This is Hawaii Bitch, out.